Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of This Week in Carding here on the EKN Radio Network. This is episode number 15. It's October the 25th, 2019. My name's Rob Howden. Uh, EKN News Desk Manager David Cole, of course, joining us here. This is uh, our podcast called This Week in Carding. We kind of bring all the major news that we've had over the last little while that's it, uh, made its way to the EKN homepage, put it in a podcast form for you. Uh, obviously, an easy way to listen, kind of get caught up to, on everything that's been happening in the sport over the last little while. Our last edition of this uh, was September 26th, so about a month ago. So uh, lots for lots for David Cole to, to bring us in on here. And again, always the, the best way and the first way to be able to listen to any of the content that we put out audio-wise is through the EKN Radio Network. If you download the app to your mobile device, you can go iTunes or Google Play. That way, right on the phone, click it. And for the first time that we present any content, it's streamed live 24-7 uh, on the ECAN Radio Network app. You can also go to ecardinews.com slash radio, and that gives you the live stream as well. But a week later, we'll throw it into podcast form, and that uh, is available on iTunes and Google Play. Just make sure that you uh, you download or on iTunes, rather. Make sure that you subscribe uh, so that you're able to uh, to get all the content that we push out. Today's edition of This Weekend Carding is presented by Rawlison Performance Group. At the Rawlison Performance Group, we strive for ultimate success. We're more than just an arrive-and-drive race team with countless wins on the national and regional level. Our focus is on complete driver development, and that's where the success is fueled. We combine one-on-one coaching, on-track instruction, and intensive data debriefing with unparalleled cart and engine prep. Our program will help you raise your game, and we'll take you to the next level. If that's your goal, RPG needs to be your next move. All right, David Cole, uh, our monthly edition of This Week in Carding. Lots going on. Uh, we were on a crazy run through the end of August and then September and early October. We're now kind of the end of October. Now, I want to say that the rush is almost done, but uh, like you've been busy every like Thursday, Friday, well, say Wednesday to Saturday with the last kind of run of the World Finals events, right? We had IAMI, well, first the Rock Cup. International final, the super finals, they're calling it the IAMI international final. And this weekend, right now, while we're uh, we're actually just recording this this podcast this this weekend, carding, having watched all the action from um, uh, Italy and the Rock Cup, or rather the uh, the Rotex Grand Finals, Rotex Grand Finals in Sarno, Italy, uh, 2019, 20th edition of the Rotex Max Challenge Grand Finals. Uh, some exciting action going on all week long. It's uh, yeah, it's been a long three weeks, and uh, we're looking ahead <laughs> to another long month of uh, just pumping out uh, editorial and uh, previews and and getting ready for two trips to Vegas right now. Yeah, you'll be heading to the Rock the Rio event uh, next Friday. You'll be there Friday and Saturday to cover the remainder of the heats and the mains after Halloween's wrapped up. Then we have a couple of weekends off. Uh, before we head to the 23rd running of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals in Las Vegas, it's going to be a great one there at the Rio. Uh, but David, that's the thing, right? People think, well, you have a, you have some time off between these races, and you've been cranking out the coverage. Uh, you know, we didn't go trackside to any of the international races overseas this year. Uh, but <clears throat> even though you're not there, we're covering from home. We're watching all the coverage that we can. You know, watching live timing to pr- provide uh, race reports and and the like. Uh, and then now, to be honest, once Rotax is done, yeah, you're going to, to the Rock the Rio race. But man, it's it, we push all the way through to the end. We're preparing for Supernats. I'm getting things going for our EK and live broadcast. You've got previews to do. 
we you really don't take a break. The, the breather you're going to have is like the couple days after Supernats and, of course, the long Thanksgiving weekend. That's really that – just so you know, sorry, sorry, dude. That's a month away. I was going to so, say, yeah, it's, it's, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's when I, yeah. get to, I get to eat and I get to sleep. And, and I probably won't even be able to get to do that because we have too much family stuff going on. And it's yeah, just, that's right. So probably December is probably around the time I'll actually get to sleep. <laughs> Uh, so we'll figure that out, but, uh, yeah, it's been exciting, uh, watching, uh, the international finals, uh, starting with rock and then over to IAMI in France. And then now back to Italy with, uh, with Rotax. It's great that they have the, uh, the live video feeds and, and now we have social media to where we're able to communicate right away with a lot of the drivers or mechanics or, or fathers. Yeah. So, while it's easier to be trackside, um, we were still able to provide basically a recap. You know, that's what we do with a lot of these uh, daily reports is just to kind of show you what each driver has been able to do throughout the day. If you're not able to a either tune in or b watch the live timing that they provide, so uh, yeah, it's just uh, it just it's something we can do to uh, to give uh, those Team USA uh, drivers uh, opportunity to. Uh, um, or get to, to to promote the Team USA drivers itself. Yeah, give them a little bit, give them a little bit of exposure. But it's a ma- it's a major event, obviously. All three of these big races, you know, the the engine only programs, the Rock, the IAMI, and Rotax. You know that 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 straight manufacturer focus. These big international events are huge, and and I think there's a lot of people back here in the U.S. and Canada that want to watch what's going on. Number first and foremost, some that watch. If you're on the if you're on the West Coast, it's tough. Like obviously, David, you're getting up early. Uh, or much earlier than usual to watch, you know, getting on the laptop early in the office to watch this stuff and watch live timing. If you're on the West Coast, it's even tougher. So, yeah, if you can't, you don't have time to tune in, ECAN's always there for you. Dave gets that daily report out every uh, each day to kind of fill you in on what's going on. Dave, this is This Week in Karting, though. Let's talk about the fact that you've had a lot that's been going up on uh, the homepage of ECAN over the last little while. A lot of stuff to talk about, and not surprising, the you know, the numerals 2020 are part of a lot of the stuff we're talking about because we're at kind of you know, the, the end of the season. Many of the clubs have already wrapped up. The regional series are wrapped up. A lot of obviously the national series are done as well. A couple of one-offs still to go. Really, we're talking about 2020 already. And, and that's really the thing that we're going to be focusing on in this particular edition of this week in karting because the WKA coming out uh, with their 2020 national sprint racing program. Yeah, 2020 is just around the corner, as we talked about. Yeah. We'll be sleeping in December, and December begins the 2020 season for the World Karting Association, uh, including both the dirt, road race, and sprint racing at uh, the Daytona Kart Week. That typically uh, signifies the beginning of the new season, uh, yet still in the calendar year, not quite turned over yet. So uh, that starts everything off. And and WK recently announced a new uh, sprint uh, racing program, a change to everything that they've been doing. Uh, big time, right? They're still going to hold the Man Cup. Man- Manufacturers Cup Series is still going to be the primary focus of sprint racing for the World Karting Association. It's now moved to just four races uh, beginning in Daytona, obviously, with Cart uh, Week on December 27th through the 30th. Uh, second event is the Charlotte Motor Speedway Karting Challenge. Now moving from July over to April, it'll be April 17th and 19th. Uh, still not too much de- uh, details regarding that. Uh, you know, we've heard rumors of moving the actual sprint track uh, to a new location. And so that way it gives the road racing program the full Roval to use. Uh, so we'll be keeping an yeah. eye on that. 
the third event for the Manufacturers Cup Series is the Grand Nationals, which will be held at Newcastle Motorsports Park on July 10th through 12th. And then the the series wraps up at the championship event at Orlando Kart Center in October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Yeah, starting in Florida and ending in Florida, that's something new. First and foremost, David, the cut down from six races to four, which uh, you and I have both been talking about for, for many years, that uh, less is more right now. So from six down to four, make it easier for, for people who want to run the entire Manufacturers Cup to do that. And again, starting in Daytona and then capping things off at Orlando, October f- f- second, third, and fourth. So, uh, not and not and not just the Man Cup, David. They they brought a lot of a couple of one off events. They've got a Kid Kart Championship. Talk more about some of the stuff and the winter and the Winter Cup as well. Talk more about what WK is planning on doing for twenty twenty. Well, first, before we get into those, I want to talk about the race format because the Let's race format right. is a big uh, big change from what they've. Uh, been doing over the last couple of years. Uh, I believe it was 2015, maybe 16, uh, that they did a one final per weekend where they ran heat races and a final. Uh, Many of the competitors complained about it, but now we're starting to see that more competitors enjoy that, that type of format to where it's, it's, it's a less of a hectic schedule per, uh, per day. Uh, and so now they're moving to one final per weekend for all categories, which includes practice on Friday and ends with qualifying. Saturday will be, I believe, three rounds of heat races, and then Sunday will be a final. So uh, I, I, I like that for sure. It's 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 something that you know. Obviously, we've seen international events do this forever. Um, it it was. I I almost think it's that screw up on Saturday, recover on Saturday on Sunday. Uh, type mentality. And, and I think we got to get away from that because again, it, it, it doesn't signify who's we've talked about it many, many times. It doesn't yeah. signify who the actual winner is on the weekend. So this, this way it will do that. Um, so we'll see how this format uh, unfolds through 2020. Uh, no doubt about that. We'll talk class structure a little bit later. Actually, do, do you want to do class structure right now, David? You want to hit you if we're going to stay with the man cup? Well, let's, let's do that. Well, the, the Let's get the the you talked about the Winter okay. Cup. Um, so they're bringing back the Florida Winter Cup. They they had this a couple of years ago. Uh, they're doing it again. This time it's going to be just two events. Uh, Daytona is going to count towards it, and then they're going to host the event at Orlando Kart Center in February on the twenty first, twenty second, twenty third. And then as we talked about um, with, uh, they're adding a Kid Kart Championship. So this is going to be. So there's a lot of moving parts with uh, WK in 2020. So Kid Kart has its own championship program, which is going to be held at events, the February Orlando event. It'll be held at Charlotte Motor Speedway in April. It'll be at the Grand Nationals in Newcastle in July. And then a new event that's going to be held, this is going to be the WK America Grand National event, which is going to be held at Whiteland Raceway Park sometime in the fall of 2020. They haven't released an actual date for that. Uh, but they're uh, they're looking at sometime in the fall. So it could be September, maybe it could be I, I wouldn't think October. So I'm going to think more September for that type of event. So essentially, Kid Carts is going to be moving around from uh, so it's not going to follow the full Manufacturers Cup schedule. And I think a lot of that has to do with the class structure that WK is going to be doing in 2020. It's yeah, it's it's a really interesting deal because they, they, you know, they cut the man cup down from six to four, as we said. 
but then they add essentially the the winter cup race in which puts it back to five they add this uh this grand national whiteland which is essentially back to six so there's still six races but the manufacturer's cup's only four uh the two other races kind of adding number one a one-off adding to the winter winter cup but then all these races, you know, the four of them being tabbed as uh, as part of the schedule for the kid car championship. Let's now talk then about the class structure away from the kid carts. But let's talk about the the class structure that WK is going to go with because there's a major change there, bringing in a new engine package. Well, when they announced the the new program for 2020, included in that was the addition of Rock Cup USA categories. So the full mini Rock, micro Rock, junior Rock, senior Rock, master Rock. Uh, and Rock Shifter Senior and Master are going to be added. And then you throw in the VLR engine, the 100cc tag engine, is going to be mixed in with the IAMI KA100 uh, engine. So you're going to have two uh, 100cc tag classes, one for junior and one for senior. Uh, so when you add all that up, you add in uh, X30 Senior is still going to be part of the program, along with X30 Junior still part of the program. You're talking about 11, basically, race groups. Uh, yeah, the other ones, so there's X30 Masters along with X30 Senior, right? They're going to probably run those together, you think? Or? Well, yeah, you're going to have to be based on every. Just like Rock Shifter Senior yeah. Master will run together. I'm, it, yeah. they, they haven't released an actual schedule regarding class orders, but when, when they made the announcement, they grouped the two names together. So I'm assuming it's going to be a race group and then two classes Agreed. scored separately. Uh, so you, and the only one, the only one you didn't bring up, I think, if, I, if I'm mistaken, was was Mini Swift. They'll still be a Mini Swift category as well. Sorry. Yeah. Well, let, let, let me go through it again. <laughs> Micro Rock, go. Mini Rock, Mini Swift, Rock Junior, Rock Senior Slash Master, 100 CC Tag Junior, 100 CC Tag Senior, Briggs 206 Cadet, Rock Shifter Slash Master, X30 Junior, X30 Senior Slash Masters. Man, there you go. So, so eleven race groups. Basically, that's what you're looking at for, and and that a lot with the way the format changes allows them to run eleven classes because you look at it, hey, we can we can run through, yeah, you know, eleven race groups, bang bang bang, and and not have to worry about time if you're only going to do say maybe two heat races, uh, because you look at Daytona, if you have eleven race groups, um, you could probably get through two heat races. So I think. <laughs> I I don't think they're going to be able to get three heat races in maybe in the summertime. We'll see what, how they actually say what the format's going to be. All they've said right now is heat races. Okay. Uh, so we'll, yep. we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, and then part of that with the, the, with Florida winter cup series, the X 30 junior X 30 senior and masters are not part of the Florida winter cup series. So, uh, but it did say mini swift. So I'm not quite sure why, you know, certain situations like that. I'm not sure what the reasoning is, but that's, that's what it's done. That's what they've done. Interesting for sure. All right, folks, there you go. We're getting underway. Our first, our other, our 15th edition of this week in karting, October 25th, Rob Howden alongside David Cole. We'll cut to our first break here and we get back. Uh, David's going to update us on the USPKS. We're going to talk route 66 sprint series. And we're going to talk about another ad- evolution, another addition to the Margate Ignite schedule for 2020. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. The news hit the street in August, and people have been talking about it ever since. Yes, the Lockhart Grand Prix is back for 2020. Staged on the streets of the barbecue capital of Texas, the Lockhart Grand Prix is back 
and will be promoted and managed by Gina and Mark French of P1 Promotions, longtime karting industry members. The race is set for May 16th and 17th, and you're not going to want to miss it. The atmosphere in Lockhart is incredible, and after the exciting events we had earlier in the decade, it's time to restart this race and turn it into a Texas tradition. More information will be coming soon, but look for the class structure to include shifters, tag, tag 100cc, and Briggs 206. So save the date, May 16 and 17, Lockhart, Texas, the barbecue capital of Texas and the home of the Lockhart Grand Prix. For over 25 years, Supercarts USA has been changing the face of American karting. The debut of the Scusa Promoto Tour in 1999 totally transformed national level karting in the U.S. And now the current Pro Tour is enjoying its unprecedented 10th season of competition. The Scusa Pro Tour is the longest running coast to coast national series in the sport. Nothing else has come close in the last 30 years. The Pro Tour is exciting, hardcore racing. The foundation of Supercarts USA is its regional programs, and we welcome all racers to come experience our style of events. Our flagship region is the California Pro Kart Challenge, a six-weekend series that races from April to September from Fontana to Monterey. The Texas Pro Kart Challenge is in its eighth season and is in the middle of an exciting six-race, three-weekend schedule that takes drivers to Denton, Amarillo, and Houston. And new for 2019 is the return of the Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, where Scusa was born and raised. The series features four weekends at Newcastle, Norway, and Road America. We'd love to have you experience our product, and we hope to see you at a future Supercarts USA event. To learn more, head to supercartsusa.com. As a world leader in personal racing safety products, the sales and service staff and dealer network unmatched in motorsports, Simpson Performance Products is now the official North American distributor for Stilo helmets. In addition to their wildly popular auto racing helmets, Stilo is extremely excited to have made their move into the karting community with a pair of stellar options. Stilo has two helmets designed and manufactured specifically for karting. The Stilo ST5 CMR 2016 for kids, and the Stilo ST5 Kart Snell K2015 Adult Karting Helmet. The company's karting helmets are directly derived from Stilo's auto racing helmets that are so popular at the top levels of racing. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels as well as Stilo's lightweight construction and unparalleled field of vision, a crucial attribute for karting. For more information on Stilo, check them out at simpsonperformanceproducts.com slash Stilo or by following them on social media at Stilo USA. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode number 15 of This Week in Karting, where we bring you, the listener, all the major news from the EKN homepage, what uh, found its way to EKN over the last couple of weeks. Uh, David Cole started off things off by bringing us kind of an update on what happened, uh, what's going for, on for 2020 in the WKA program, the National Sprint Series, a lot of adjustments, a couple of series coming back, new kid kart championship, uh, a lot going on with the WKA as they continue to evolve to find their uh, 
current place within the carding landscape. David, uh, one of the really strong series throughout the 2019 season that you, of course, were able to be at all three races. Uh, I think they hit some record numbers throughout the year, a lot of momentum and really just a great program. And that's the United States Pro Kart Series. They were able to release their tentative schedule for 2020. Yeah, a lot of momentum heading into 2020. I think it was uh, 2019 was their biggest uh, year since beginning in 2013. So it was a record-breaking year for the United States Pro Kart Series, which it's going to follow the same basically protocol as what it had in 2019. We're going to have the same seven categories, all based around the IME packages with X30 Pro, X30 Pro Junior, X30 Masters, and then the KA100 Senior and Junior, along with Mini Swift and Micro Swift. So those categories will return. So we'll see probably a lot of the same defending champions come back unless they're yeah. uh, the younger ones are moving up into a new category. Uh, but the same facilities for 2020 as well. A little bit of a date change for the opener at Ocala Grand Prix. It's going to move into the last weekend of March the 26th through the 29th, which again aligns with the challenge of the Americas. So we'll have a little uh, dual live broadcast that weekend for uh, for us. I'll probably be in Ocala and you'll be out in Sonoma. Uh, GoPro Motorplex is still going to be in the June, month of June, the 18th, 19th through 20th. That'll be the middle portion of the series. And then currently right now, the third event is going to be in at Newcastle Motorsports Park and moved up from the last weekend in July, uh, moving around the USAC battle at the Brickyard. Uh, it's now July 16, 17, 18, 19 for the USPKS. Hey, got to give props to, to Mark Coates for that, right? Because obviously the US, uh, USAC carding battle of the Brickyard essentially getting bounced off his date. It was the, you know, the, that July 4th kind of weekend, the first weekend of, of July, uh, of course, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. NASCAR, of course, now moving their July 4th date from Daytona to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So they get bounced. They find a date later on in the month uh, for the for the karting event, the Battle of the Brickyard. It was kind of right on top of the USPKS date. And Mark, working with Mike Barella at USAC, loved to see the cooperation to make sure everything fits in. That, that was just, I, I, that's a, a big positive for me. Yeah, Mark's, Mark's been one to always talk to everybody to see what, what can be done. And, and Mike did the same as well. Um, you know, we were hoping that the Battle of the Brickyard was going to be the, the the USPKS before the USPKS weekend. So there wasn't a conflict, but thankfully they were able to work that out and, and move some things around. Um, but uh, the schedule might not be done as uh, the series is investigating a possible fourth event. Now, nothing's been confirmed yet. And nothing's been said as to when it'll be or where it'll be. Uh, but they are looking at adding a fourth event. They've had some input from racers and teams that uh, have been with the program and are looking for that fourth event. Um, Interesting. Okay. You know, we've we've always talked about how less is more, uh, but yet uh, the numbers continue to grow for USPKS. And, and I think if you have a majority of the competitors wanting more, that provides you the opportunity to go do more uh, to where we've, we've typically seen racers say, I don't want more and series have added more. So I think we're, <laughs> the other way yeah, around, I right? think we're in the, we're in the positive boat with this one where I, th I think if they do add a fourth, it's going to be, it's going to be very well uh, welcomed by all the competitors that already run the series. 
And it'll be interesting to see where they put that because I don't think they're going to add it after Newcastle, but they could. Um, that's still. Oh, really? You think they try? You think they try to get it into the into May or something? Or you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly where they're going to be able to put it. You have April and May that that are possibilities, uh, but I don't see. You know, it could it could be end up being August, uh, but I don't see them moving anywhere past August. So if they if they do add it after after Newcastle, it'll be August, but it'll be probably towards the end of the year. But uh, I'm not sure yet because everything kind of rolls around what uh, the Route 66 Sprint Series also does as well, too, because we know that Mark Coates promotes both programs. David Cole with the segue. Very nicely done, David. Our our next uh, lineup here in this weekend carding, we just talked USPKS. Route 66 Sprint Series also confirming their 2020 schedule and their class lineup. As you said, Mark Coates uh, promotes both of those organizations. USPKS has kind of become that you know East Coast national program to a certain extent. Route 66 more focused on that Great Lakes kind of area, you know, the Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin kind of kind of deal. Uh, Dave, give us a scoop on on Route 66. What's the lineup in terms of class structure, and what's the lineup in terms of race events? Well, that kind of, that that program has done the less is more approach because two years ago it was six races. Last year was five races. This year or for twenty twenty now they're moving towards four events. So it's going to be okay. a four event program: April, May, July, and August. They're going to begin at the Mid State Raceway in Springfield, Illinois, in April twenty five twenty six, uh, before moving the next month to Michiana Raceway Park in Indiana for May thirty thirty one. Uh, the third event is going to take them to the new or the improved Autobahn yeah. country club cart circuit, uh, during the 4th of July weekend. So we'll see if maybe that'll be run under the lights because I know, I know, uh, the program really likes racing, uh, under the lights. And now with the new, um, renovations done to the Autobahn cart circuit, uh, with the lights, the new pavement, the extended, uh, racetrack, uh, that could be a possibility that for the, for that weekend as well, too. Uh, like and then the series wraps up at Badger Cart Club, August 29th through 30th. And, and class structure, again, the Route 66, you know, kind of pairing as kind of the sister program to a certain extent with the USPKS. There is a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of synchronicity, but some different categories as well, though, uh, coming into the USPK, or rather the Route 66 program for 2020. I think they're looking more towards the grassroots program, and I think that's where we're seeing the addition of the K100 and Briggs divisions yeah. are doing that. Uh, there's going to be no X30 categories uh, at Route 66, so the X30s are gone. They did not have the participation uh, throughout 2019, so they have decided to go towards more grassroots programs. I like it. Uh, the Micro Swift and Mini Swift will still be there, along with K100 and K100 Junior. They've added a K100 Senior Heavy category, and I think that's more geared towards uh, Masters drivers uh, or just senior drivers who are just a little bit too uh, too heavy to run against the uh, the young guns in the K100 Senior category. Uh, but also they're adding all Briggs categories, Briggs Senior Medium, Briggs Senior Heavy, Briggs Junior, and Briggs Sportsman all on the 206 uh, engine package. Every category will be on the MG tires, the new MG tires that uh, we're going to be hearing about uh, in the next coming days, uh, hearing from uh, MG Tires USA that they'll be announcing the new homologation for 2020. Copy. 
Uh, again, lots of great stuff happening. And it's uh, uh, for me, David, just a little add a little op ed to the end of that there. Uh, I do love, you know, you and I talk about a lot about club level, regional level, national level racing and how how they are separate, but how dry, a lot of drivers straddle. You now, some guys are just club racers. A lot of people straddle them. You're, you run club and regional or you're strictly a regional national guy. Or you're strictly a national guy, whatever it may be, right? This I, I like the I like the evolution for the Route 66 series. It seems you know getting rid of that X30. I think a lot of people are excited about the you know the 100 cc tag categories, especially in that region. So you you bring in those 100 cc tags, the top you know that that higher power uh, X30 is kind of gone from that program. It's really more of a club program. So drivers who run club racing can then go you know, push themselves. That's when I was a young, I was never a young driver. I think it was 25. I was 27 when I started. So I was never a young driver. When I first started racing, David, I wanted to challenge myself, right? I ran the club and then I was excited to be able to go to what in Ontario was called the OKRA, the Ontario Kart Racing Association. I would go to those regional races to run against all the other top guys from the other clubs. I was a top five driver at my club and I ran against the top five at all the other clubs. And that's what I love. That was that's the beauty of it. I think to a certain extent we've gotten away from that, but I really feel like we're coming back to that now where there's that synchronicity where club racers have all these awesome options to be able to go run, you know, maybe a, a little level higher, which I think is great. They have the options. The, unfortunately, the, the the struggle, I think, with with club karting is that there's so many um, race weekends that, they, that yeah. they run at the club. Um, you know, it, it, it's very rare. I think GoPro is one of the rare clubs that runs only once a month. And I think that's because they're based primarily around rental carts. So they don't need racing going yeah. on to where you look at a lot of the other club owned racetracks. They need racing in order to survive because they can't uh, rely on the 10 or 20 drivers that come and practice on a, on an off weekend. So uh, that's kind of the struggle that you see uh, that you, that we're seeing now. It's, it's not, it's definitely not what it used to be because prices have, have increased lands a lot more valuable in certain areas. And, and so uh, you got still got to pay that rent and, and pay that insurance and, uh, and to keep, to keep alive. Yeah, that's it. No doubt about that. But again, that it is one of the things that if, if clubs understand that they want some of their drivers to go elsewhere uh, and to be able to go and, and challenge themselves, I still think the regional racing is so important, but you're right. And that's one of the reasons these days, while we, we have to support all the tracks we can, uh, new tracks, we got, we obviously get very excited when we hear about the, the, uh, the building of a new track because we don't want to see any tracks go away. away. Uh, and that's one of the cool things I love about Briggs racing too, because the, the Briggs racing really lends itself to some of the older tracks, right? Tracks that were around in the fifties, sixties and seventies. They, they're still fantastic for Briggs and hundred CC tag racing, Yamaha racing. So it's those kind of tracks we need to keep, make sure we take care of. Uh, David, let's move on to the next, uh, bit of news here that, that came onto the EKN homepage. And that was the kind of addition for the Marga Ignite program that they were added to the Supercarts USA winter series. Uh, we had Briggs last year on the winter series at, at the, you know, the two events at Homestead in January and February, but uh, in, instead of having just the Briggs class, they actually hooked up with the Margay program. So the Margay Ignite class, they're going to have uh, seniors and masters running at the Scusa winter series this, this year. Well, this is part of the fallout with the new program that WK is moved into. Uh, as we know, Margay Ignite was a big part of the, Daytona Kart Week for the last couple of years. Uh, and they have uh, 
essentially parted ways. And so Margay was looking at what do we need? Where, where can we go for the winter months? And thankfully, you know, Supercarts USA was allowed open the door for them. And uh, the Margay Ignite Senior and Masters categories have been uh, added to the Scusa Winter Series, which uh, it kicks off in January 10th at the uh, AMR Motorplex at Homestead Miami Speedway. What I found interesting, too, and in, in talking to Tom Kutcher from Supercarts USA and Keith Freeber from Margay was that uh, the the relationship, when, when as soon as they got together and started talking, it was just all positive. Everything was great. And I think one of the big concessions, of course, for, for Supercarts USA, which is a, you know, a MG Avinco program, was they said, you know what, we're going to work with you guys because obviously the, Mar- the Margay Ignite program is all on Hoosier Tires. So it's going to be a Hoosier Tires for the Margay Ignite. It'll be their pure program. Margate is going to have arrive and drive packages as they do for a lot of those big events that they do. They've got some limited tent space. I, I think it's nineteen ninety five as the starting price. You get the you know you get the chassis, you get your Briggs two hundred six engine, you get your set of Hoosier R eighty tires. There's tuner services. I got a chance to run with the, the Margate Ignite program at the Battle of the Brickyard, and it was awesome. Catered lunches. You got your tent spot. You know you got your table. Uh, there's a me- mechanics that kind of float back and forth. They've got all the fuel and support equipment you need. It's a really cool program. If anybody does want to to come south, get out of the winter, you know, get out of that that uh, that frozen tundra that we call uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm sure, David, you want to go down. I know you do. Um, it would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. And the great thing about, you know, with the Margate program, the Ignite program expanding, going to all these different tracks, uh, the Ignite owners are have the ability now to drive down yeah. with their own haulers, or 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 somehow get uh, connected with Margate to to transport their their carts down there and and to be and to race. All they need to do is pay the entry and and have their their Hoosier tires ready to go. So uh, uh, I, I see this. You know, I don't think we're. I don't know because we we know Daytona is Daytona, so we knew numbers were always going to be big there. Uh, but they do have some tracks in Florida. They have the Bushnell. Uh, racetrack down there with uh, the Spotty family uh, that has a lot of Ignite racers down there that have come up to race uh, the Brickyard. So I think they're going to get a number of racers from Florida that'll be part of uh, the Scusa Winter Series. Well, they'll obviously have their, their their local drivers from the Gateway and and TNT and all the other tracks that they have here in the Midwest. So uh, we'll see. You know, it'll be interesting to see what the numbers boil down. I I, I could probably see at least thirty. 30 yeah. cards total in the category. That's what I was thinking. And, and you know what it comes back to, Dave? It, it's interesting that the Florida Winter Tour, the Florida Winter Tour, which, you know, was Rotex for a time and now is Rock, actually started as a Scusa series. One of the first races I ever drove down to, I went down to, I think it was the second ever Scusa uh, Florida Winter Tour. Joe Janowski was the race director. Jim Murley was down there running the thing. Tom Thielen, who's now the timing guy, that's when he first met Jim Murley and first met Scusa. It all started back in, I think it was 1990. 99, I believe. I think the first race was in 98 in December. And in January of 99 was, was, was it was the Scusa Florida winter tour. Then of course it became Rotax. Rotax took over the winter tour program. Scusa came back a couple of years ago to start the winter series. But where I'm going with this is, is the winter series races have now become essentially the unofficial official spring training, right? All the national guys, if you're going to try to run the Scusa pro tour, or you're running any of the major rock programs, whatever it is, you are going down to those races to kick off the season, you need the track time. It's the level of competition is crazy. When the Scusa Winter Series first started back in '99 and 2000, 2001, it really it just it it wasn't that it was it was people trying to get out of the cold. 
That's exactly what it was. It was, hey, let's put some races on in Florida. It's freezing cold up there, and people are going to drive down. There was tons of Canadians that came down. People from the Midwest and New York, you know, would come down to get to get out of the cold and to get into the sun and be able to do some karting because they hadn't raced since October. They were all dying to do some more racing, and that's what the, that's what those events were all about. It wasn't tuning up for the the, the national season because those guys didn't come down to those races until you know mid two thousands when it really starting ha- started happening. I see this as an opportunity for Margay Ignite drivers who have been running all year long, had a great time at all these major events, and who are dying to get back into their carts, to throw it in the trailer, drive down to Florida. You know, you can get an Airbnb in Homestead pretty cheap. That's how that's how we do it, right? Even the hotels aren't, aren't crazy expensive down there. You come down, and it's a weekend in the sun on a fantastic track. I love Homestead. I love that. I've always loved that racetrack. For 20 years, I've loved it. Um, I just see this is going to be this is going to be that winter getaway. And I think you'll get, I think you'll get 20, like you said. I said 30, actually, but I mean, 30, uh, pardon me, pardon me, 30. No, I think they'll get, they could get, they could get 40, well, to I be think, honest. And I think they're going to have some guest drivers as well, too, because we've seen Gabby Chavez race. Uh, we saw yeah. Connor Daly race uh, at, at Battle of the Brickyard. I think being in Florida, it's going to maybe in, entice some, maybe some of these other drivers as well. And we know Gabby loves going down to Florida as well. So maybe he'll be able to pull some, some other drivers in uh to to compete as well so and that so that way it doesn't force them into the x30 categories or anything like that where they can get beat up and and not quite ready to uh or are in carding shape i'm looking forward i think i think it's gonna be cool and again for for margay like you said uh they wanted to have that winter program they had some hugely successful popular races as part of wka cart week wka uh pardon me (laughs) bigly you say bigly (laughs) Uh, so, Hey, you know, to have, to have that winter program, I think for the, the Margie Ignite guys is really cool. Will they have guys run both races? I don't know. Guys may come down to one and not the other, right? The February, not the January. We'll see. But I think that a lot of people will go down there and really, really enjoy that. Of course, the live coverage on EKN, I'll be down there. Uh, Alicia and I'll be there for, for both races to, to give live coverage and everything that we do. The EKN trackside live program, both events at AMR, um, Motorplex, at, at Homestead Miami Speedway, J- uh, January 10th, 11th, 12th for the first one, and February 7th, 8th, and 9th uh, for the second one. David, when you said guest drivers, did you, did you put yourself in a, in a guest driver role? Is that something you're thinking of? I... <laughs> Well, how about the Airbnb? I, say guest, I thought I said high-profile drivers. I'm not a high-profile driver. I'm more of a guest driver, yes. Well, you're pretty high-profile, Dave, because there's, you have this desire to hashtag beat Rob Howden 2020, and it's never happened before. I do want to say wow. you've never, ever beat me uh, in a race, which I just want to throw that out there right now. So the 15 years you've been working for me, you've never, ever beat me. It could happen in 2020. I'd be proud of you, but it hasn't happened yet. You got to get to the finish. Well, again, we haven't. We, again, we haven't raced against each other too many we times. Really actually, no. I, I want to say maybe five or six actual races. I think we've done a lot of testing side by side together. Sure. Where in the last what four years, I've been the quickest driver. Yeah, I, don't, I don't throw it all out there. I don't, I don't put it all out there in testing. I, yeah, I it's hold, okay. I hold yeah, back we know we know you're an eighty percent type of driver. I hold back. Okay. I hold back to the main. And then try to get to the checkered flag, which I've done every time, and you haven't. Which is which is I, f- I feel bad for you that way. Why don't we go to commercial? <laughs> awkward silence first? I no, 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 no. Let's go to commercial. All right, we'll go to commercial, folks. We'll come back with more Awkward Silence with David Cole. Rotax is officially back in America, and J3 Competition is the iconic brand's new importer and distributor for the United States. 
With a focus on top-notch customer service and unparalleled product support, J3 Competition is excited to work with club and regional series to build the Rotax community across the United States. For 2019, J3 Competition formed its Stars and Stripes Racing Program, which highlights its national Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals ticket events. The two events, the Stars and Stripes Open and the Stars and Stripes Trophy, awarded tickets to 10 drivers to participate in the Rotax Grand Finals in Italy, the sport's most talked-about global event. Rotax is a global leader in two-cycle technology and alongside J3 Competition, who brings more than 75 years of experience to the brand here in the U.S. The industry is safe with a bright future. Check out the new Rotax USA program at racerotax.com. Cometic Gaskets is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Cometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Cometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Cometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Cometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Cometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Cometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Cometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. In a sport where the difference between winning and losing is measured in hundreds of a second, you can't afford to leave anything on the table. You invest in the best equipment, the lightest components, and top-of-the-line data acquisition systems. Anything to find one more tenth, right? I'll tell you right now, the best investment you could ever make is in yourself. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art speed sport racing park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy uses the very best equipment, Burrell Art Carts. They offer half-day, one-day, two-day, and three-day clinics. They have a one-on-one student-to-instructor ratio, and they will design a customized curriculum for each student. Allen Rudolph is one of the most respected people in the sport, and he has nearly 20 years' experience training drivers, including Chase Elliott, Neil Alberico, Austin Versteeg, and Sabre Cook, and rising stars like Pietro Fittipaldi. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Start off your season with a driver tune-up. Tune-up your season with some driver coaching. Or get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. For more information, visit speedsportsracingpark.com slash racing hyphen academy all right welcome back <laughs> a little thrash on david there before we went to commercial we are going to have some fun working together doing some more racing we're looking forward to 2020 for sure not sure yet 
exactly what races we're going to be able to hit. You know, we, we're probably going to be Battle of the Brickyard for sure. Uh, we're going to be Cup Carts North America. Uh, we'll see if we can't get David back behind the wheel of Rock Island to finally get that rock he's been chasing for the last number of years. But let's let's jump back into more stuff because uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to go from more cl- from more racing to talk more about drivers here right now. Uh, David, you put together uh, a good lineup of news here for this particular segment. Um, first and foremost, PSL karting. Uh, let's say firming up the the driver ranks uh, for the end of twenty twenty here, or rather twenty nineteen. Yeah, for the end of twenty nineteen and going into the twenty twenty season, uh, adding. Th- the uh, former Scusa Pro Tour champion and recent Summer Nationals double winner, Jake French. Uh, Jake uh, wrapped up his career basically with Croc Promotions USA at the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. And I believe the week following was uh, in a Burrell art cart uh, testing and getting ready for the upcoming Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals 23. So uh, Jake French now moving to the Canadian-based operation. Uh, going to race these two big events in Las Vegas and will be under the tent for 2020. Uh, being in Texas, though, he has the opportunity there to be with the uh, Alan Rudolph Racing Academy and Speed Sports uh, Racing Park uh, operation. So uh, definitely lots of opportunities for uh, to Jake to going to be racing a lot more probably in 2020. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that program rolls because, you know, when when you hook up with somebody like Jake and get him into that that spot, and we know Jake coming back as he has with Croc Promotion, he and uh, and Billy Musgrave, and of course wins earlier in the year for Andrew Bedozo and A.J. Myers. Um, the, obviously the connection with, with Mark brings his, or rather uh, with Jake brings his dad Mark French in as well. And, you know, Mark, Mark's been a top tuner. Uh, nationally for for many years, and th- that whole program in Texas that puts him, as you said, with Alan Rudolph's program. And hearing news that there's going to be more of a traveling kind of Burrell support program in Texas, I think you're going to see a lot of red and white down in Texas. I know a couple drivers already have tested uh, the Burrell that we've seen in other brands, so it could be really interesting to see how that program works. Uh, but Jake French definitely coming out of the gate, uh, David back behind the wheel this year, winning national level races. And uh, I, I see it being a really good fit, him running with, with Dominic Lebrecht and Stefan St. Charles and, at PSL. And not his first time aboard a Burrell. No, uh, sure. As he ran with 3G kart racing, uh, I believe his only, his his previous only Rock Island experiences was uh, on a Burrell Art. Uh, so when he, I think he moved up from S5 into the uh, S2 and S1 program was part of uh, uh, Dave, is, Dave Pauly's uh, program alongside Jordan Musser. Uh, so now Musser and French are together again. And then you add in a lot of other drivers that have moved over to PSL and Burrell Art uh, for the uh, upcoming Vegas events, uh, including a defending Super Nationals winner. Yeah, continue on with that one. Three-time Rotax world champion Ben Cooper uh, back with, over with PSL. That'll be really interesting. Yeah, we know Cooper is very busy with his school up in uh, Montreal area. Uh, and it looks like he has a lot of drivers that are under the Burrell Art uh, chassis already. So I think it's kind of a good transition for him to uh, to compete uh, with PSL uh, at the Rock the Rio and Super Nationals coming up uh, in Vegas. So, I, you know, you talked to him last year about uh, he had to lose weight and get in race shape. So I'm wondering where he's at now uh, as we head <laughs> into the Vegas events. Well, what I'm interested in seeing is the other drivers they have as well. When we were at this, uh, the Cup Carts, 
North America Grand Nationals. Of course, PSL was there. Uh, Stefan St. Charles, as I said, Dominic Lebrecht was there. He was actually wrenching on my stuff, which was awesome to see this 20, you know, 20 year industry veteran, not just uh, working in, you know, kind of overseeing things. He was actually on the wrenches working on my stuff, which was awesome. But Stefan told me they've got, I think they have 28 drivers or something like that under the tent for the Supernats this year. So uh, they've got good numbers, I think, for the Rock the Rio as well. Uh, but I'm interested in seeing the, the names that come out. Well, you know, when when they find out, tell us who the additional drivers are for the Vegas event. Yeah, they've been kind of uh, releasing a few here and there. Uh, n- n- nobody too marquee that uh, that we've been uh, that I've noticed. Uh, but overall, yeah. What well, once we get the uh, the entry list uh, confirmed, uh, we'll see uh, who's going to be lined up with uh, with PSL in, in Vegas. Are you ready? Are you ready to go for your Supernats previews? I know how how much time no, those take, man. You not ready? I got to get through. We got to get through Rock the Rio first, but. Uh, I know, dude. I know. That's what. That's the crazy thing about this. Uh, sticking kind of with the uh, the Burrell Art theme, David. Um, Eighteen drivers selected for the Richard Mill um, Young Talent uh, Young Talent Academy. It's a it's a program uh, in Europe where they grab drivers in, from from karting and you know guys that have been Burrell drivers from karting. Maybe those that are still in karting and doing a bit of car racing. A second year of this program under the Burrell Art banner is an opportunity essentially for the drivers to come to this academy shootout. They do a lot, some training. They do a lot of, of shootout kind of stuff, you know, the, the, on the racetrack, whatever it may be, with an opportunity to win a scholarship to, to race in the 2020 FIA French F4 championship. I think you said 18 drivers in total, but three of them coming from North America this year. Yeah, the lone United States driver is Cooper Beckland, the challenge of the Americas senior champion is uh is one of them and he'll by me uh, like i was standing still (laughs) he'll be taking part in in the event well that was in the 100 cc class he he was the actual senior rock champion so uh and was part of team usa over at the rock cup super final where he competed in the shifter rock division yeah um again moving uh he just moved over into shifter so it was kind of brand new for him uh, but he'll be joined by two Canadians, one being Matt Clark, who has been doing a lot of car racing in 2019, and Thomas Naveau, who is, uh, I believe, the uh, Shifter Rock champion for Canada in 2019 and uh, is among one of the top drivers in North America. Yeah, no doubt about that. So essentially the the shootout, two days of evaluation, both on and off the racetrack, as I said, in FIA F4 machinery. It, it takes place at the Bugatti Le Mans circuit. Uh, Enzo Valente, the winner of 2018, got a chance to run in the French F4 championship. But are just a really cool program. You know, David, just just a quick line about this. We you know, a lot of conversation we talk about the fact that some people, you know, karting is karting, it's and it is what it is for everybody, right? It's a sport for some people, it's a pastime, it's your lifestyle. For a lot of people, especially the very the top, the higher end of that, you know, the top of that pyramid, it's that it's the opportunity. It's a training ground. It's the university to be able to try to make it as a pro driver. And uh, I think the people from Burrell Art understand that. Ronnie Sala realizes that. Yeah, we build carts for people that race every Saturday at the club, but we're also you know connected to try to make sure that we you know, we keep that connection, we keep that flow, that ladder of trying to develop drivers to work their way up the ranks and. And, you know, it just it just takes some of the stuff we see, like Jensen Button most recently talking about the fact that uh, karting was the, the the very top for him. Formula One was second. Karting was number one when it came to competition and pure racing. And I think I love seeing that the Burrell's got that great connection with Richard Mill to be able to, you know, to be able to have this, this young talent academy. Well, this is no different from what 
the road to India is doing with their scholarship shootout that they've, yep. that they've been doing. It's no different to what Red Bull began, what, 15 years ago, uh, bringing, you know, drivers like Scott Speed and Matt Jaskell and, uh, um, uh, oh, what's uh, Dominic Clausen's uh, Fleming. Colin Fleming, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, bringing all the, you know, it it was it was to get the next superstars, and essentially, it's it's nice to be able to have a chassis manufacturer be part of this because they know who their drivers are. They know everywhere around the world. They're able to to kind of look and see, hey, you know, these these drivers are standing out in this country, and this driver standing out in this country, and and able to bring them together and provide this opportunity for them to elevate not only the brand, but themselves as a driver. So uh, it's, it's really cool to see. And, and, and it's no, like I said, it's no different from what, uh, what we're seeing around the world with all these, uh, even we even have it here in, in America, like we said, with road to Indy and we have the Lucas oil doing a carding scholarship as well. Yep, um, yep. So it's just, you know, carding is the talent pool from which, you know, motorsports is drawing from. And, and we're seeing that more and more so often. Nice little incentive to be a top driver on the Borel Art brand as well, uh, David. To cap off this particular segment of the of the show, let's uh, let's talk about the fact that uh, CompCart uh, continues to add new dealers. One of the fastest growing brands that we're seeing around the uh, around the world that are taking part at the uh, the Rotex Grand Finals is one of the spec chassis in one of the categories this particular weekend as well. But they add a couple of dealers for the CompCart program here to end the twenty twenty or rather twenty nineteen season. Yeah, CompCart is based primarily out of the Pennsylvania area where J three competition is located, but certainly want to get that uh, dealer network moving along. And one of those areas is Indiana, where we see a lot of racing going on. And they've added the Harden Motorsports Group uh, to their dealer network. Uh, the Harden Motorsports Group is a primarily shifter based but now adding this compart brand i think we're we're going to be able to see them kind of expand uh to the different uh, categories within karting uh with the different models that compart provides all the way from kid cart up to the shifter ranks um but we'll see them racing uh some comp carts there at the super nationals 23 and of course in 2020 with the scusa great lakes pro kart challenge they also work with Race Liberante as well, if I'm not mistaken. Race ran with them under their tent, I think, at the Battle of the Brickyard this year. And, and they do a lot of shifter racing, like you said. I'm sure they'll be back at Battle of the Brickyard as well. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see uh, some colorful comp carts uh, as they decided to, what is it, what is it? choose the flow. Choose the flow. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. I believe, I believe Race's uh, participation under the HMG tent in 2019 certainly helped uh, motivate them move move or add this brand to yep. uh to their uh lineup as well so we talk indiana let's talk arizona as well because comp card able to get a dealer now in the phoenix area yes definitely phoenix cart racing association right there in in phoenix arizona a popular place we love to go to every we year do. Uh, and it's, it's always, it's, it's that, why isn't there more racing here? Because we love the facility. We love the racetrack and, and Phoenix is always typically warm. So you don't have to worry about, uh, running in the, in the cold weather at all throughout the, uh, 12 months out of the year. But, uh, Phoenix cart rentals, which is located just minutes from that, uh, facility has, uh, it's been in the, in the sport for a number of years now. And, and they're adding the, uh, the comp cart line to, uh, to their roster, uh, so it gives CompCart now a good, uh, stable position in, uh, in the Arizona market. 
It's, it's Bailey Murphy, right? A pretty cool program. They, they've, uh, I want to say it's cartrentals.com is the website, but essentially they have, they have some CRGs that they use for rentals. They bring people out who have, you know, done indoor karting, whatever it may be, get them in the race carts and get, get them on track, rent these carts to get them on track in a race cart. And then now the race program, I was chatting with them briefly, but yesterday the race program is going to be focused at comp carts. Uh, and they've got more people. They, they've had a number of people that have come into the rental cart program, rented carts, and are now racing, uh, are actually now club members as well. We'll, uh, we're working on a bit of a story that we'll have on that Phoenix cart rentals program to kind of bring you up to speed on that as well. But always, you know, Dave, any opportunity to get people to sample a race cart, especially at that 206 level, which I think is that great transition. A lot of people have gone to indoor cart tracks, right? Out of the indoor cart track or the outdoor kind of four higher cart, the rental cart, into a race cart at the 206 level, it's going to give them that extra speed, that extra sense of performance because the carts handle obviously a lot different. Um, I like, I think I just, when I see a program like that and it's able to bring new people into the sport, I think that's so crucial, man. We need to have, we need to have that entry, uh, entry opportunity to get these guys actually into the sport. Yeah. And, and PKRA is one of those facilities that we do want to see more and more racers coming into. We keep talking about how the numbers should be a lot bigger than what they are. And, and I think Phoenix Cart Rentals is one of those programs that is trying to help grow that number. Final break in the action here, folks, on this particular edition of This Week in Carding. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole, as always, the news desk manager at eCarding News. Uh, one break back and we're, we're in. We got a little bit more to talk about to cap off this edition of the This Week in Carding podcast. History, success, family. Those are the three words that describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis, and they have provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Cart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year, offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer. The engine building business, Comet Racing Engines, has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting, and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry. Make sure you head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you cart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? The 2019 season is rapidly coming to a close, and it's time to start thinking about 2020. Get out your calendar and mark off the dates for the fastest-growing Rock Cup program in the U.S., the Challenge of the Americas. It's our 13th season and year three of our Rock Focus, and 2020 will be the biggest yet. As always, the Challenge features three race weekends at three of the finest tracks in the West, the Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Cal Speed Karting in Fontana, 
and Sonoma in NorCal wine country. Our classes include micro, mini, junior, senior, and master's rock, our multi-manufacturer 100cc junior, senior, and master's level, and our well-supported rock shifter and rock shifter master's program. We're by far the largest shifter program in the West, with 56 unique competitors and an average of 32 shifter drivers in just two categories this past winter. While other West Coast programs are shrinking, the challenge of the Americas and rock are growing. With over 125 entries at last year's opener, 150 plus is certainly a possibility for 2020. So make sure you're part of the fun. Prizes include tickets to the massive Rock Cup Super Final and the Rock the Rio event in Las Vegas. The Challenge opener is less than four months away, so head to our website at challengecarding.com, pull out that calendar, and lock in the dates. We'll see you in Tucson. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. David Cole and I, Rob Howden, wrapping things up. David, we talked a lot about uh, stuff going on uh, nationally, different schedules, uh, drivers making moves. Let's go internationally to cap uh, off the off the, the the podcast here. Some some big news in terms of factory drivers in Europe. Uh, very very big news. Uh, <laughs> something that did did not, did not see coming down the line. But uh, Tony Kart is adding to uh, their racing team. We saw the departure of Marto, Mark, Marco Artigo uh, in the last month where he raced his last uh, world championships in the KZ category. So you knew something, some, some people had to be, someone or some people had to be replacing him uh, in his position as, as one of the lead drivers with the Tony Kart racing team. We never thought it was going to be two-time world champion Travis Zanuto or Lorenzo Travis Zanuto. Uh, who now leaves the Cart Republic brand after giving them two world championships back-to-back years, is now racing under the Tony Cart racing team and making his debut this weekend uh, in Lonato. It's interesting, right? Because I, I read a couple of, of quotes in some of the articles out there, and Lorenzo just said, for a young driver, young carter, this is like dream. You know, that, that factory drive at Tony Cart is one of the things that a lot of these drivers would love to have. Especially being a native Italian. True I mean, that. when yeah. you think karting in Italy, you think Tony Kart, you think CRG. Uh, you know, those are essentially at, at Lonato. Those are the two brands that you think of. And uh, and so, yeah, it, it it's very, very interesting to see him go that way. But uh, he wasn't the only one who was who was yeah. moved into uh, the, the OTK, OTK brand. Uh, it's 2016 world champion Pedro Hildebrand. Uh, is back aboard the OTK. Uh, he won the 2016 championship in the CRG uh, CRG name, uh, moved to Tony Kart in 2017, and then for the last two years was running with CRG. We saw him at, at Vegas uh, the last couple of years as well. Yep. Um, we saw Lorenzo under the Kart Republic brand uh, at the Super Nationals. So I think these are two drivers we won't see in a couple of weeks when we go to Vegas. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, Tony Carter, we don't believe we'll have a, a program at the at the Scusa Super Nationals this year. One more driver added as well, uh, uh, David, a rising British driver getting added to the Tony Carter factory program as well. Yeah, Aiden Neat, a rising British driver, uh, is set to drive the OK Junior category for 2020. Uh, Matt Johnson 
spoke about him uh, racing alongside him at the uh, IAMI International Final. Said this kid is an up-and-coming driver, so uh, uh, he's got some British titles under his belt. So we'll see uh, what he does moving into the international scene for 2020. Yeah, lots of firming up the order, let's put it that way, for the Tony Kart Factory racing team. Uh, David, let's cap things off here now. Let's uh, have a little look uh, at the editorial that we had on ecartingnews.com over the last little while. Uh, in August, driver of the month was actually Jake French. Pretty impressive run for Jake in August with that sweep at the Scusa Summer Nationals. Yeah, one of his last uh, hurrahs with the Crock Promotion yep. USA uh, company. We also have a, a number of uh, race coverage, as we talked about earlier. Earlier, we have the Rock Cup Super Final. All of that uh, is online, along with our IAMI International Final coverage. And throughout this week, we've been doing our Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals coverage. All of that is available online at the website. Uh, in addition, you cranked out a bunch of race reports as well. WK Manufacturers uh, Cup Series Grand Nationals was on in the last little while. We did the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals 3, Marge Ignite Challenge, the LAKC you've been covering for the last uh, the entire year. A lot, of, a lot of editorial coming out for sure. Yeah, add to that, the champions have been declared for the California Pro Kart Challenge. They wrapped up their 15th season. Uh, out there in California, so that's that's one of those programs that has uh, has a long tenure. Yeah, stood the test uh, of time, not, right? It, it has. Uh, you know, it again started out as just a uh, a group that Tom Kutcher put together to go out and race, and now yeah. has been uh, become the uh, the flagship regional program for Supercarts USA. Interesting, right? Back in the early two thousands, when Tom had the extreme karting shop that he used to have at Anaheim there, and yeah, it was it was all adults. That's all. It was like Friday night show, I think, or something like that, out at Moran Raceway. They'd go out, they'd race shifter carts, and they'd grill and and have tri tip, and that's how it all started, right? It just kind of rolled from there. Um, what else you're working on right now? Let's talk about that uh, new editorial coming down the pipe. Yeah, we today we just pr- uh, published the EKN on track that you had for the Burrell Art chassis with full throttle karting out at the Challenge in Americas, driving the. Uh, Vortex VLR 100cc engine. That was awesome. Uh, we'll have hopefully a, a driver diary from uh, Austin Garrison. I'm not quite sure if he's going to get that done, but we'll see. Uh, we'll have some more product spotlights, and uh, we'll probably end the year with a number of uh, articles regarding our driver rankings and uh, constructors championship and many, many, much, much more. Yeah, we got some more on-tracks coming as well, too, right? You and I are wrapping up our uh, kind of a combined two-part series on running with Comet Kart Sales and the Comet Eagle at the Battle of the Brickyard. I've got my Mar- my Margay Ignite thoughts, the on-track there. I've never run with the Margay Ignite guys before and had a great time at Indianapolis, so that's coming down the pipe. I've got one coming from running uh, with Alan Rudolph Racing and his crew, uh, the Speed Sports Racing team when I was in Amarillo. So there's still a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, and, of course, David and I, uh, we'll have our on tracks as well from the uh, from the Grand Nationals, the Cup Cart North North America. I was on a brand new 2020 Burrell AM29 S11. David was on the CRG machine, so we'll have on tracks for those as well. Dave, let's review what we've did on the EKN podcast. What's uh, what's gone up on podcast form? <laughs> Not much. I know. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, well, well, we had that run in October over the last basically a month where we, <laughs> uh, you were kind of recovering from your long haul oh, and uh, we were recovering from the Cup Carts Grand Nationals. So really the only thing we have on that's new on podcast form is our last This Week in Carding, which was okay. taped on September 26th. So we haven't published anything, but we will 
have our debrief from the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix, the debrief from the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals 3. We'll obviously have this, and we have a lot more coming up on the EKN Radio Network as well. Yeah, good, good, good call there. Um, I'm going to put together a, an opportunity to sit down and chat with uh, Greg Jasperson and Steve Vermeer from the Cup Carts North America program. We'll kind of give them an opportunity to, to give us their summary. Uh, of the Grand Nationals at Newcastle at the start of October. We'll also give them, give them a chance to talk about 2020. I know that they're kind of putting a survey out to their dri- their, uh, their drivers and families and teams about where they want to go in 2020 because they've got lots of options now. I, I see that that Cup Carts North America Champions Cup Regional Series is going to have a really strong run coming coming up soon. Uh, radio-wise, got a lot more stuff coming as well. Uh, so stay tuned, folks. More to come on the EKN Radio Network. I got a lot of ideas. We got a lot of podcasts lined up. Uh, what about EK and Trackside Live, Dave? What do we got going on? We kind of—I think we kind of pretty much set it out at the start of the broadcast, but let's wrap things up here today and talk about what we got going on in terms of EK and Trackside Live coverage. Well, Trackside will be—we will be Trackside for Rock the Rio coming up next week, October 29th through the November second. We will be there November one through November two uh, outside the Rio Hotel. Rio All Suites Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Uh, so just a Friday, Saturday track side coverage will probably I'll be bringing some uh, some social media coverage throughout Friday. And then when the main events come Saturday, we'll probably do our, our top 10 photos and and some interviews with some of the winners that uh, are able to be crowned a, a Rock the Rio champion. Yeah, you'll have some fun there. Of course, uh, get ready, folks, with the Super Nationals because uh, EKN is the place to be. Make sure you're locked on us on social media, of course, on the website. Visit it every day because uh, the 10 days before we go racing uh, at the Super Nationals this year, David Cole will crank out the preview series. He'll work all 12 classes into those 10 days, give you a breakdown on who to look out for. Maybe David and I will do our predictions as well. We like doing that. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, full preview, all the categories getting their, their time in the spotlight before we head to Las Vegas for the 23rd running of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals. That's November 20 to 24. Uh, you're going to get our, our regular coverage folks, obviously live with qualifying from qualifying through to the Super Sunday main events. It'll be live on the EKN uh, radio network, the EKN live page. We'll of course go with Scusa and run our live coverage our live stream onto their Facebook live. They're going to have live video again here in, in, uh, in 2019. Uh, David and I'll be firing up our post day debriefs as well. Uh, some will happen outside more probably at the bar because that worked really good last year at the shutters bar, because man, we had guests kind of walking by on the way back from in the track, just being down there. So we'll do a lot more of that. We're probably going to add in a couple more things as well. I want to get some more interviews done. We're going to sit down Probably do some more Facebook Live stuff too. So make sure you follow us on on uh, like all the stuff we do on Facebook, so that you're gonna so to make sure we're gonna be in your feed. We know how the 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 analytics and everything work now within the metrics of, of Facebook. If you like all the Facebook stuff that we do, you'll see us more in your feeds. Do the same thing with Instagram and Twitter. The more you like us, the more we're gonna be in uh, your feeds, and you're gonna see it all because damn a lot. Of, I think we'll, what's what you say? Those damn analytics. <laughs> Metrics crazy, (laughs) but the bottom line is this: we're going to have a lot of cool stuff. We're going to do some more live, some more live interviews. A lot of cool stuff going to happen to this year's Super Nats, and that'll cap off the season. But I am absolutely jacked to be able to get back there again. I, I, I can't believe it's like it's less than a month away now. It just blows my mind. It it seems a lot less than that for for me, (laughs) but uh, because it it is only nine months until I kick your butt at the uh, Battle of the Brickyard, but. 
I like the fact that you're dropping the hammer. I'm going to keep, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm 10 years older than you. I'm going to keep working my ass off to try to get back into Senior, shape and get out. Is it. the uh, social security checks coming in for you yet? There? No. no, that's, dude, I'm still like, I'm still 14 years. Listen, let's just be real. We all know the way the, the economy is. I'm never, ever going to get no, a social security check or old age pension in Canada. It's old age happen. pension. I like uh, that. Old age pension. Yeah. You down with OAP? Yeah, well, it's a pe- yeah you because know me. You down with OAP? Because apparently, <laughs> apparently, your social security is just the deposit or just the bank that your well, government not can talk use to, to politics. Go pay for this stuff. isn't a politics show. Come on, <laughs> we don't talk politics. Only carding politics. Come on, carding politics. Carding right. politics. Well, folks, there you go. Uh, our monthly edition of this weekend carding. David Cole giving us a full update of everything that kind of worked its way to the homepage on eCardingNews.com. We want to thank you so much for for tuning in. We do appreciate it. If you haven't yet downloaded the app, do so on iTunes or Google Play, ECAN Radio Network. Press that, just tap that button on the way home from work or going to work in the morning. Listen to the podcast. Listen to what we got going on. It's uh, it's a great way to kind of dial things in, especially if you're working on the cart out in the garage as well. Uh, 24-7, 100% carting. Uh, since 1998. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, folks. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.